as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You are listening to 1% or less with him on his hard line. Thank you for joining us. Let's get started. Good evening, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, good evening here in Michigan. It is Wednesday, April 27th, 2022, and I want to say welcome to 1% or less with him on his hard line. I am Jason Jones, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. They are the host. They are the ones in the captain's chair. They are the one at the helm behind the wheel, and they are the ones navigating us through these rocky, chaotic waters we call life. But again, never fear, because they know where we're going. We just have to give up our complete uh surrender to God and Christ, because we know, we know those who have faith, true faith, we know that they're going to steer us through some uncharted waters. They may be a little scary, a little bit rocky and choppy. We might get some rogue waves every now and again. We might even get blown off course. But one thing is for certain, with God and Christ at our side, they will always get us where we need to be. I hope everybody's having a good Wednesday. Today, uh, we're going to be reading out of uh, Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17 through 25. Just a couple of quick show notes real quick. If you would do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen, share this podcast far and wide. You are easily able to copy the link the podcast. There's a button somewhere on there where you can share it, uh, where you can copy the link. You can put it in a text. You can put it on social media like Telegram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, right? Truth Social, um, email, and uh, share it with at least 10 friends and family members. Um, Here's the thing. We don't, you know, we don't ask for donations or anything like that. Eventually down the road, you know, I, 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 this is all new to me, but eventually down the road, I am going to, you know, I would like to start selling some shirts because there's some shirts that I have started making and I wear myself just to kind of get a general, um, I kind of test them on myself to see kind of what the public thinks of them. And I've, I've been getting some really good feedback every time I wear, I tell you what, I am not one that really cares about getting compliments on my clothes because I'm very plain Jane when it comes to my uh, attire. I'm not very fancy at all. In fact, I'm just a jeans and a plain colored shirt, t-shirt. I don't know designer names because I don't care about any of that crap. It's just nonsense. Quite frankly, it's just a big ploy to, you know, make more money to sell you, you know, designer items. And I mean, think about it. You, you buy these designer brand name items and you're the one paying, <laughs> you're the one paying to advertise for their company. But, you know, I mean, yeah, you're buying the shirt which is ultimately what you want, right? To keep you warm and, you know, cover certain areas. But, you know, ultimately you're paying extra money just to wear a brand. I mean, it's, it's very brilliant, honestly. You know, how do we make a ton of money as a company? Well, we sell people shirts and we upcharge them because we have a brand that people really like. So we charge more money for people to buy that brand, to advertise that brand. I mean, so basically you're you're paying extra money to advertise for a company that does not even give you any royalties. I mean, think about that for a moment. That's why I hate 
that's why I hate brands. But this show is not a his hardline discussion, so we're not going to go off on a little tangent there. This is a one percent or less with him. So let's get to the Bible. So Isaiah sixty five, starting with verse seventeen, a world renewed. See, I am creating new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered, nor come to mind. Instead, shout for joy and be glad forever in what I am creating. Indeed, I am creating Jerusalem to be a joy and its people to be a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and exult in my people. No longer shall the sound of weeping be heard there or the sound of crying. No longer shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, nor anyone who does not live a full lifetime. One who dies at a hundred years shall be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred shall be thought accursed. They shall build houses and live in them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and others live there. They shall not plant and others eat. As the years of a tree, so the years of my people, and my chosen ones shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not toil in vain, nor beget children for sudden destruction. For they shall be a people blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall pasture together, and the lion shall eat hay like the ox. But the serpent's food shall be dust. None shall harm or destroy on all my holy mountain says the Lord. And that's the end of the reading. I was reading this earlier today and it hit me pretty, pretty, pretty uh, deep. I actually highlighted verses uh, 17 through 21. I just thought it was very noteworthy to talk about. Um, But real quick, I just want to kind of go over uh, a couple notes here uh, in the Bible, because every once in a while I like to kind of scan down there and see kind of like what what the uh, interpretation notes are, right? Uh, let's see here. But it does say, let's see, 65, 17 through 18, right? It says the new creation is described with a an apocalyptic, ooh, an apocalyptic exuberance, long life, material prosperity, and so forth. As the former events in 4318 are to be forgotten, so also the new creation wipes out memory of the first creation. Hmm, that's interesting. And then let's see what's uh, six, let's see let's see what verse twenty five it sees, says the imagery reflects the ideal era described in chapter eleven verses six through nine. See note there. Hmm. Well, we're not going to flip to the pages and you know waste time looking for another verse, but I found that very interesting. The new creation. So let's see, what is it? 17, 17 through 18. Let's read that verse again. Those verses again. See, I am creating new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall be not, shall not be remembered nor come to mind. Instead, shout for joy and be glad forever in what I am creating. Indeed, I am creating Jerusalem to be a joy and its people to be a delight. And like I said, the note was saying the new creation is described with an apocalyptic exuberance, long life, material prosperity, and so forth. Yeah, you know, and that's just it. As I read that, 
And like I said, I highlighted those uh, 17 through 21. Let's continue to read the uh, next three verses after that. And it says, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and exult in my people. No longer shall the sound of weeping be heard there or the sound of crying. No longer shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. Think about that for a minute. No longer shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. I mean, we're talking about right there, abortion. I mean, the Bible is very clear and knows, knew full well. what. And this is the Old Testament, ladies and gentlemen. Abortion is not a new thing. Abortion has always been around. I mean, think about it. No longer shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. Well, Jason, but an infant is after birth. Well, yeah. But an infant is also can still be in the womb. I mean, listen, there's states out there that want to pass laws that up to six months of age, you can abort the baby after being out of the womb for six months. That's ridiculous. Who does that? It's, it's sick, guys. It's sick. It says, nor anyone who does not live a full lifetime. One who dies at, think about this now, one who dies at a hundred years shall be considered a youth. What do we consider nowadays youth when someone dies? I mean, it's, it's very variable depending on who you ask. Some say 40 is pretty youthful and it is 50s, even young. Heck, when somebody dies at 60, I'm like, oh my goodness, they're so young. And then some people will say like when, you know, Youth for them, too youthful at death would be like 20 or 18 or tw uh, 12. But think about that. One who dies at 100 years shall be considered a youth. Does that mean we're wherever the new place that we're going after this, right? That we're going to live hundreds of years like they did back in the Old Testament? One who falls short of a hundred shall be thought accursed. So if you die at the age less than 100, you will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and live in them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. See, that right there, I'll be straight up with you. I said yesterday in a show, it used to be my desire and my dream to want to invest like I used to and become a multimillionaire at such a young age. And to be quite honest with you, I know I would have been able to achieve it. I know I would have been without a doubt through dollar cost averaging and, you know, investing money in the right mutual funds. I mean, I did research and I knew exactly what mutual funds to look at. I knew what information to look for. I knew like I had very key information that I looked at when I used to pick mutual funds. Like I knew I could have been easily a millionaire before I turned 60 easily, probably a few times over. But now my priorities have changed and, you know, quite frankly, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saving, I'm saving, but I also save in a different way and I invest in a different way. You know, I, it's just, and again, I'm just going to put that out there. I am not an investment advisor and I'm not a doctor. So just FYI, so people don't go out there freaking out, but there's a way that I invest that is, you know, that works for my wife and I, and I'm not going to just, you know, that'll be for a different discussion, but we're going to keep this straight on the Bible. But, you know, that's all I've ever wanted to do now. Like, that's my form of retirement. Like, that's my paradise is to just 
be able to live self-sustaining, right? Provide a service or a basic labored service or some sort of service, right? That feels like good work to me to create a basic income. But really, ultimately, I'm living on a daily basis predominantly to grow food or to hunt, right? To just homestead, to live on a self-sustainable piece of land and just really enjoy God's glory, right? To enjoy the fruits of our labor. I love that. They shall build houses and live in them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. I mean, what else do you need? What do I need multi, like, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars for? I mean, seriously, what? To go gallivanting around the world? Yeah, that, that'd be kind of cool. But I mean, what good is it if I'm not storing those resources properly, right? Giving to others, blessing others. I want to help God's people. I don't want to just save a ton of money and then retire and just enjoy life, go golfing, buy a yacht, buy a sports car and go gallivanting around the world. Like with that, there's no purpose behind it. Cause guess what? Eventually like, yeah, it'll be fun for a few months, but guess what happens? It's going to fall old. You know, what doesn't fall old or grow old. I should say always helping someone in bringing happiness and a smile to someone's face because you brought something to their life that they didn't have before, whether if that was the next meal, whether if that was some extra articles of clothing or a few dollars to help pay a bill or whatever the case is, you helped somebody that never grows old material items. That girl's old. And I'm, I could speak from experience. I had, you know, talking to somebody who had two, that bought two brand new Mustangs and a brand new pickup truck. I could tell you on each of those vehicles, I grew old with them after about a year or less. The newness wears off and it's just another vehicle. Honest to God. Like, and I, and I truly believe that's what it would be like if I had millions and millions of dollars and I bought a yacht and a Ferrari and I had this big mansion on the beach. It would grow old. What what do I need all that for? More money, more problems, right? Like, I'm, I mean, seriously, what, what do I need all that for? I don't need any of that. I don't care to have any of that. I just want to make sure I'm able to feed myself, feed my family, be able to live comfortably with a roof over my head, clothes on my back, and have a nice, humble, respectable home. I don't want to live, obviously, in a dump. But if I did, I, you know what? I'm sure I'd still be happy. I don't need anything extravagant. I am happy and content with what I have. That's the key to happiness right there. I love this verse. They shall build houses and live in them and shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. That just sounds divine to me. What else did I highlight here? I guess that was it. Yeah, I love that. They shall not toil in vain, nor beget children for sudden destruction. For they shall be a people blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall pasture together, and the lion shall eat hay like the ox. You know what that sounds like to me? Like that's symbolism right there. Now, it could mean literal, right? But to me, that's symbolic that it doesn't matter what kind of differences we have, right? 
doesn't matter where you fall politically, religiously, because you know what? Like I was talking to somebody today that's an assembly member in a different county. We were discussing a few things and she said to me, she goes, you know, we were talking about religion and things like that. And we were discussing obviously the power of words. And she was telling me how her daughter looks up a lot of words and, um, I'll have to look it up. I'll have to save this thought for tomorrow, but I have to get my dictionary and look it up. But there's no need for different denominations. There's only one denomination, and that's being a follower of Christ, period. That's it. It's not about Catholicism. It's not about being Protestant. It's not about being Lutheran. It's not about being uh, Jehovah. It's not about being a, a Jew, Islam, whatever. Um, look, I'm a follower of Christ. That, that's it. I'm a follower of Christ and I read his word. All this stuff, politics, labels, religion, it's all designed to divide people. Whether if you believe in flat earth or round earth, or if you're a masker or you're an unmasker, a vaxxer or an unvaxxer, if you're Democrat or Republican, gay or straight, black or white, Antifa or 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 uh, a militia. I mean, it, these certain individuals out there, for hundreds and thousands of years, they've always created a division among God's people. That's why I love that verse there. It says, the wolf and the lamb will pasture together, and the lion shall eat hay like an ox. But the serpent's food shall be dust. What's the serpent? It's a snake. What's the snake symbolize? What's it represent? It represents Satan. But the serpent's food shall be dust. You know what that says to me? There shall be no evil, because he'll have nothing to eat and prey on. None shall harm or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much. I can't help but hope and pray and wish, I know you're not a genie, but I wish that we can have this land, this true utopia, this uh, this peaceful land that I'm reading right here what's called the world renewed. I hope one day we all can go there and live with not only prosperity and have an abundance, but live in peace and live with happiness and full joy. Bring us to that renewed world, Lord. At the same time, I also ask that you forgive us as we repent of our sins, not just individually, but as a nation for all the atrocities that have taken place. Thank you so very much for being our guiding light, for being that beacon. Give us our orders and decrees and we'll follow. Thank you so very much for what you do for us. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, Also, um, actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. I just realized we're coming up on 20 minutes. We'll do that tomorrow. All right. I hope you all have a blessed night. And I apologize if you're hearing my wife, like I'm downstairs in the basement and my wife and our neighbor, they like, they do game nights. They we have bunch we have like board games galore. So if you hear a cackling type of laugh, yeah, that's my wife. So I apologize for that. Like I hear them just 
going nuts. So if you heard that through the mic, because the mic picks up a lot of stuff, um, that would be my wife. So I apologize for that. <laughs> but hey, that means they're having fun and they're happy. So that's all that matters. Have a blessed night. We'll see you tomorrow for his hardline discussion and another Bible scripture. Have a blessed night and we'll see you tomorrow.